Welcome back to the ATP Circuit Cafe. So I have decided to talk like this, which means that I have to keep my voice around 16 decibels for the rest of the time. Just kidding, I can do whatever I want. I'm Lewis. Um, it's been a bit lackluster regarding the scheduling of the ATP after the US Open, but players need a break and that's completely okay. And Beijing has proven the other way. It's fucking awesome. Let's see. We got Max Purcell, Miamor Kekiamanic, Matteo Rinaldi, first round qualifiers. What? So JJ Wolf, the seventh seed, in qualifying. What? In like an ATP. JJ Wolf's fallen off a little bit, but yeah, we are just getting straight into it here at the cafe, by the way. Welcome back. It's going to be a bit of a longer episode today, but I do what I want. I'm taking my time. I've had a weird few days. Employment is odd. That's all right. JJ Wolf was the seventh seed in qualifying. So, what's happened to him? Uh, he, not much, really. He's ranked 50 in the world. So, was he 30 earlier in the year? I want to say maybe he was. I don't know what his peak ranking is. And Christian Garin, he's another qualifier. Max Purcell qualifier. Mimo Kekiamanovic qualifier. Yannick Huffman qualifier. So, this this tournament's obviously going to be loaded, right? Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, of those names, by the way, Max Purcell, Kekmanovic, Alexander Vukic as well, and Christian Garin, they all didn't go through to the main main draw. The main draw was absolutely stacked. You had wild cards in, like, Mackenzie McDonald, so, and, like, special exemption in Nishioka, and, and I'm just naming some of the unseeded players here because before we get into 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, I, it is, I like to go through the tournament. And first round, Andy Murray drew Alex Dimonor, which was very unfortunate for Andy. Alex has hit through Andy multiple times. He plays almost like a younger Andy. There's there's not much to say about it. The ba- match was quite entertaining from a ground stroke standpoint. Nothing else, really. Got an aeroplane coming above my head. Karen Kachanov drew Lorenzo Mazzetti in the first round. That's an awesome blockbuster first round matchup. Like, if I'm going to the tennis at Adelaide, it's like 15 bucks, right? You're, you, I saw a first round draw of Jack Draper versus Karen Kachanov. This is uh, the first week at Adelaide 2022, uh, 2023, sorry, and intense. Mazzetti drew Karen Kachanov in the first round and defeated him 6 3 1 6 6 2. This was a good match from Mazzetti. I, I actually had Kachanov winning this, but he's coming back from injury. Um, there's been heaps of complaints on the tour recently of balls and the changing of the balls. Taylor Fritz has talked about wrist injury. Stanford Brink has ta- talked about it. I think Sebastian Ofner, I might be talking names now. Ofner's playing well as well. We'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, different balls changing on the tour makes sense with the different sponsorships and everything. But if they just had a consistency throughout it, it would uh, eradicate such a nuisance. I use different balls all the time and... It obviously doesn't affect me because I'm not a professional tennis player, but I can tell there is difference. US Open hardcore balls are substantially heavier than the Australian Open ones, and they like they all fluff up differently, so that would definitely affect how the ball is played over time. Somebody go link me a research gate or PhD in tennis balls. So the two qualifiers I mentioned before, Matteo Nardi and JJ Wolf, they drew each other in the first round. 6-2, to our Nardi. He's playing really well recently. Let's get into the main draw, though. Alexander Zverev's the eighth seed. He defeated Diego Schwartzman, uh, first round. Kasper Root, seventh seed. Yannick Sinner, sixth seed. Andrei Rublev, fifth. Stefano Sitsipas, fourth. Hogarun, third. Daniel Medvedev, second. And Carlos Akaros, first. Felix Auger Aliassime, unseeded. Tommy Paul, unseeded. Cam Norrie, unseeded. Dan Evans, unseeded. Like, this, this draw is stacked. Alex Dimonor, as, as, as I mentioned before, unseeded. Lorenzo Snegger, unseeded. Karen Kachanov, unseeded. 
th- these are all like what Ugo and Bert beat Sonego in the first round. It was a really good win from Ugo and Bert. And Thomas Martin Incheverry beat Lloyd Harris, which is a qualifier from South Africa. Lloyd Harris has been mentioned before. He uses a Yonex E zone. Love that racket. Dimitrov also unseated and he 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 did well, Dimitrov, this this tournament. Notable first round match was Nicholas Jarry and Stefanos Sitsipas. Saw Jarry play the US Open against Demonor and Demonor just wiped him off the court. It was like six three, six one, six two or something like that. It was over within an hour and a half. And Sitsipas just could not play tennis against Jerry. Not sure what happened. Didn't didn't show up on the day. That's what can happen sometimes. These these taller blokes when they come and at each other. I'm not sure what happens. It all falls apart. Holger drew Felix Auger Aliasim, and I was really excited for this match. But Felix isn't the same. What's I don't know what's going on there. He lost six four six four. Holger just looks on top, and Holger really cares about his tennis. But he unfortunately did go down in the next round. Dimitrov. Yeah. So Medvedev. Killed Tommy Paul six two six one. That's a rough trip to China for Tommy Paul. Uh, I yeah. And Alcaraz defeated Yannick Hanfman. Let's get further into this tournament. I think so. We saw um, Dimitrov, as I said before, defeated Holger again. Holger's not playing his best tennis. He's still so young though. Ugo and Bert beat Andre Rublev. I watched that match, and Andre is very disappointed with himself. I was very disappointed with Andre as well, but at the same time, I really did like to see Ugo go for for um Ugo go far, sorry, because he, he is featured in the uh, Netflix, and I did see that, and I he is featured in the Next Gen ATP Finals documentary, which I've seen that, and um he hasn't lived up to it at all. So I thought, oh, maybe he could take off Medvedev because he versed him in the next round. He did actually get a set, but nothing nothing came of it because he got dismantled six one in the last. Daniel's playing like 2021 Medvedev again, so it's really exciting. Alcaraz and Mazzetti was one I was looking forward to because I watched uh, them play in the, let's say, I want to say it was the final of Hamburg, Germany, last year, which I think is a 500, and Mazzetti beat him um, in the final. So it was one love up against Alcaraz, and I found I find Alcaraz plays better against older people. I don't know if he just can hit through them or people aren't used to the explosive topspin that maybe is more seen on Challenger Tour with younger players. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, I think I was really excited for this match, but Alcaraz hit through him. Like, really hit through him. Oh, no, they versed each other in France this year, and Alcaraz did hit through him again. They versed each other in the round of 16. I remember that. That was such a letdown because I had the exact same conundrum. I went, oh, they're playing on clay again. No, yeah. Uh, well, look, it's kind of expected. Carlos Alcaraz is Carlos Alcaraz, but... Last night, I, I watched one of the greatest performances from Yannick Sinner I've seen in a while, and I thought he was going to lose 6-love, six 6-love six at the start of that match, but talk about that in a bit. Jumping back to the first round real quick, we had Andre Rublev, the fifth seed, defeat Cameron Norrie, 4-6, 6-1, Yannick Sinner defeat Dan Evans, 6-4, to 6-3, and Kasper defeat Jan Leonard Struff, 7-6, to 6-3. Jan Leonard Struff was actually the first... Uh, lucky loser to reach an ATP Masters uh, 1000 final. He beat a qualifier, Aslan Karatsev, in the Madrid Open earlier this year. But yeah, no, he went down in the first round, unfortunately. I like watching Struffy play, but I also, I have a real soft spot for Kasper Ruud. I'm not sure why. I think it's because Reddit hates him, and I, I hate Reddit. But I love Reddit. I, I spend most of my time on there, but not most of it. You know, 
<laughs> Round of 16, we had Nick Jarry beat Matteo Arnaldi. Zverev beat Alejandro Davidovic Fakina. Kasper Ruud defeat Thomas Martin Echeverri. Yannick Sinner defeated Yoshihito Nishioka. Ugo and Bert defeated Andre Rublev, as I mentioned before. And that was just, oh, I, could, I don't want to talk about it. And Medvedev defeated Alex Dimonor. This was a big one because Dimonor and Medvedev have had some absolute blockbuster matches before. And they, they hadn't. Because like uh, I remember, it was Paris last year, and they were four. He was a four love record. Demon had um against what do you call it, uh, Medvedev, and then they versed each other in the indoor hard court, and Demon beat him. Demon beat Medvedev, and Med wasn't playing well at the end of the end of the last season, and he was very disappointed with his uh, loss. And then and then this year at the Thousand Masters Canada, of course, Demon beat Medvedev in the quarterfinal, but then of course Medvedev beat. Demonor in the US Open where it really really mattered for Med so I was so excited for this match and it was really good it was a really high quality match although the scoreline doesn't reflect it with 7-6-6-3 it was a really high quality match so go check out the highlights of that one and of course you had Alcaraz hitting through Mazzetti as mentioned before 6-2-6-2 quarterfinals these were so exciting to watch uh Zverev and Nick Jarry great match again Nick Jarry goes better against taller guys I'm, I'm I said it before but I'll say it again and I said that before and I'll say it again, but he just does. But Zverev managed to take him out 6-1, 6-7, 6-3. So, well done to Jerry, though. He's had an absolutely tremendous season. Um, I reckon at the start of the season, he was outside the top 100. And I remember seeing him in some draws, like as a qualifier, and thinking, who, Chile bloke, sick, nice. And then he won something in Chile, I reckon. It was a tournament in Chile he won, and then a tournament two, two to three months later he won. Couldn't tell you where, but well done to Nicholas. Yannick Sinner, Dimitrov, they versed each other. Dimitrov challenged Yannick. Uh, they versed each other in, uh, I want to say, US Open as well. Maybe not. Yeah, it was in the U- it was in the US, but not the Open. It was in the ATP 1000 Masters Miami earlier this year. But Dimitrov um, did lose that one as he lost this one. Should be expected. I'm, I really want to see big things from Yannick. I reckon he can be a multiple Grand Slam champ winner, especially after last night's performance in which he beat Carlos Alcaraz 7-6, 6-1. I, I watched the match and Alcaraz was up 2-love, 30-40 with a break point. I thought he was going to be up 4-love. I thought he was going to win the match 6-2, 6-3 or subject. And uh, Yannick played well. Played so well. Defensive, he was just on it. Daniil Medvedev took out Ugo and Bert, as I mentioned before. Killed him 6-1 last set. And Alcaraz had Kasper Root on the ropes. But Kasper actually played the first few games really, really well. He was up. I want to say 2-1, and uh, it's actually been a problem with holding of serve in this tournament, I've noticed. Casper, um, Carlos couldn't really hold each other's serves, neither could Yannick or Carlos in last night's match. Um, taller blocks can, though, and that was exemplified with Daniel Medvedev and Alexander Zverev, where Medvedev won 6-4, 6-3. Unlucky Zverev, he would not be happy in the locker room about that one. So yeah, final will have Sinner and Medvedev. Probably be a Medvedev win again. They are good friends from the looks of it. They seem to laugh and joke. I think Sinner and Medvedev could be my two favorite players on the tournament. Besides Andre Rublev, of course. I can just have as many favorite players as I want. If someone can explain to me why when I wear these earphones and then I touch my phone or where my phone's being charged, there's a buzzing or humming noise in between my head. Is that like electricity or voltage? Am I being like, am I, is it, if I take my feet off the ground, it's still there. <laughs> so I'm going to watch the Sinner and Medvedev match tonight, but I'd like to get into Astana real quick, in which Sebi Korda made the final. Yes, 
I did say that. He defeated Talon Gregswell, the first seed, 6-4-4-6-6-3 in the quarterfinal. I watched that match, and I watched Sebastian Ofner beat his fellow compatriot Austrian, in which there was another Austrian, Jurij Rodionov, in the quarterfinals in Astana. So I think they all just made a trip to Astana together or something. I'm not sure what went on there. But Sebastian Ofner defeated Dominic Team 5-7-6-4-6-2. So what, I think that makes Sebastian Ofner the highest rated Austrian. By, by quite a bit. I've just looked it up. Dominic Team's 81, Sebastian Ofner's 58. So we get the highest rated Aus- Austrian in Sebastian Ofner. And uh, he doesn't have a good head-to-head against him. And I think it was his first win. But props to Sebastian. Got a really, uh, hey, I've watched him play Alexander Bublik as well. And there was trumpets and everything. Like Bublik, he was a third seed, but shouldn't have been. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Bublik. Like he's just like, maybe he wants four months of grass or something. I love that, actually. Yeah, I'm pro Bublik. There were some actual notable names in the tournament. I'm not going to lie, though. We had Stamford Franke going out in the first set. It was like a four, no, not four, three-hour match between Marcus Hiron, three tie breaks ending in 6-4-6, and six, in which Marcus Hiron won that. And Sebi Corda took out Alexi Poprin and Adriano Manorino, who Sebi Corda and Manorino would be the eventual finalists. It's the fifth and sixth seed. Took out Arthur Rindanesh. We'll jump up to the semis. Manorino defeated Ofna. Corda beated wildcard Hamad Medjevic. I think he's a next-gen ATP candidate. I, I think he's 20, like, and his coach is actually Viktor Troisky, who um, wore the glasses on tour not long ago, a bit of an angrier bloke on the tour, but Serb, I believe. Maybe Croatian? Don't know. But Medjevic is from Cro- uh, Serbia, sorry. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes at the next-gen ATP finals, which I always watch because it's always proven to actually have talent. Alcaraz, Runa, Demonor, Corda, talent. The final featured Manorino and Corda. Corda at the first set, 4-6. I thought he was going to win it, but Manorino came back 6-3, 6-2 with his trampoline-like strings and won the ATP 250 in Kazakhstan, in which Djokovic won last year. So I guess it's not a bad title to have. I've won a tournament that Djokovic won once. Blah, blah, blah. Well done, Adrian Manorino. Those were the two tournaments for like the midweek of September going into October with Astana, the 250, and Beijing, the 500. But what it all leads to is the Rolex Shanghai Masters, which is the ATP 1000 from the 4th of October to the 15th. After Shanghai, real quick, you've just got Tokyo, and then you go over to Europe, and then you're at the Paris Masters, and then the ATP Finals. So it's all indoor from there, pretty much. Oh, you got a 500 in Tokyo, which I said before, but that's outdoor. Um, pretty sure... Curious won that last year? Maybe I'm lying. Yeah, I, I completely lied. He won it in 2016. You know, I don't know where my brain was going there, but Taylor Fritz won it last year. I think it's worth having a quick browse at the draw and the seeds for the Rolex Shanghai Masters, the Shanghai uh, 1000. So it's a massive, massive tournament in China's China's biggest tournament, single 96 people, 32 seeds all go through the round of 64 straight away with the round 128 being played out by unseeded and qualifiers, wild cards, etc. No Djokovic this year, so you got the, the, the next generation coming through really. Alcaraz, Medvedev, Runa, Sitsipas, that's one through four. Rublev, Sinner, Fritz, Rude, five through eight. So it's pretty much Beijing, except I don't think Fritz was in Beijing. I'm not sure. No, he wasn't. He definitely wasn't. Zverev, 10. TFO, 11. Demonor, 12. Tommy Paul, 13. Kachanov, 14. Orja Aliasim slipped down to 15. Nori, 16. Herkax, 17. Musetti, 18. Dimitrov, 19. Shelton, 20. That is big. 
he'll be straight through the first round, although I don't think he would mind. He plays a lot of mixed doubles and doubles with his mates from America. Cherandula's 21, Francisco Cherandula. Jan Leonard Struff, big 22, next to big Chilean, 23. Nicholas Yarry, talked about before, Greg Sport, 24. Alejandro Davidovic Fagina, 25. Sebastian Baez, 27. Blah, blah, blah. Bottom seed is Ugo Umbert. So he gets a round through with his good performance in Beijing. So for this tournament, I'd really like to see Shelton push through. I want to see him win. I think if, if we saw players like Holger Rune have breakthroughs last year, I think it could be his year, Shelton. Um, I think the indoor court will definitely suit him, although he doesn't have too much experience with it. I think it'll, he will really appreciate the atmosphere. Medvedev and Korda draw each other, potentially. And Shelton and Zverev, they're on the same side. Same as Yannick Sinner, they're all on the same side of the bracket. Top bracket, you got Alcaraz, you got Jiri uh, Lehechka, Taylor Fritz, Stefanos Tsitsipas, Cam Nori, Tommy Paul, Andre Rublev. Top part of the bracket definitely looks a little bit weaker, but Alcaraz is definitely the standout versus Rublev potentially in a what quarterfinal or something that would go definitely the way of Alcaraz. Unfortunately, Rublev probably can't hit through him, unlike Sinner's got that defense, which we saw last night. Sebi Korda and Medvedev could be a great another matchup, as we saw in the round three of the Australian Open this year, in which Sebi beat him three sets. I reckon since that match, Medvedev went, this isn't happening again. How, how, have, I, how have I lost this bloke in straight sets in a major Grand Slam on my absolute best surface? This, and ever since then, Medvedev has played great tennis. He played great tennis on clay. Klaivedev. I thought Medvedev would do well at Wimbledon. That was really upsetting for me. Holger Rune's got a relatively decent run. He he'll draw Echeverry and then potentially Musetti or Herkax. Andy Murray features unseated. He has to Roman Safuan in the uh, first round, round 128, and then Zverev in the second. So, uh, tough one on Andy's ankles. Hopefully, Auger Aliassim can do well. He's got a easy draw for the first three rounds. He will verse. He'll verse the winner of Denis Yesevev-Yev. Nailed that one. He's a qualifier from Kazakhstan. Uh, Martin Fuskovitz. And then either Francisco Cherandulo, Corentin Mute, or Mackenzie McDonald. So, uh, Felix, come on, mate. Just stick it. And then, then he might have to verse Med. But he, he's... Come on. He had so much hype as a junior. So, it's just so disappointing when these players don't work out. But uh, uh, honest prediction, it will be a Medvedev Alcaraz final, which I'm not complaining about. And if if I can see another Sinner v what anybody good, I'm very happy. By anybody good, I mean Alcaraz or Medvedev. That's about it. Um, Sinner v Sitsipas doesn't really like tickle my fancy, to be honest. And uh, if Casper Ruud can play well, then I love to watch that. His backhands and topspin is something I wish I could do. There was um, unfortunately no voice clips this week. It's been a bit of a rushed episode of the ATP Circuit Cafe, um, except we're not getting too much media out of China. We are with the ATP Tour, but I can't actually put those clips in here, otherwise I'm going to get copyrighted. So I, I've got a plane coming over, sorry. But I've, I've had a wisdom tooth infection, so I've been taking it a bit easy, taking life a bit easy. I'm going to leave it for this week. I'm just going to cut it there. I really hope you've enjoyed the ATP Circuit Cafe. It's really just been a general update on what's going on in China. So I'm going to bring you some way like more, I guess, introduced content 
delivered professional content in the sense that there's going to be more audio clips and analysis. And there's actually also a plan to do some, I guess, diving into the past. So I'm going to stick out for that little, I don't know, uh, I guess you could almost call it a nuts and bolts segment from Mitch Cleary and Sam McClure in the, is it Sam McClure? I don't know. Whoever does the tradies podcast. In the sense that we're just going to take a deep dive back into some infamous tennis matches that had us on the edge of our seats in unison. So that'll be fun. One I'm looking at right now is Kyrgios versus Andreas Seppi from 2015, uh, Australian Open for friend. So analysis of tennis matches such as this that might draw in a younger crowd, <laughs> um, as well as general tennis updates and I guess not not glorifying the celebrity of the tennis player, but looking into how the tennis player is acting and what they're well, not acting, but how they're perceiving things. You know, you get a bit of insight with social media nowadays, especially players like Hoger in non-stop blabbling. So yeah, I've had a lovely time with you and I hope you've had a lovely time here. Um, this has been the longest outro of ever. Go pat a cat and I'll see you soon. Love you. <laughs>